All right, welcome in to another episode of the Greatest People You've Never Met podcast. Joining me today is uh, a guest I've been looking forward to having on, uh, Brittany Kowicki, a Fairmont City Council member. Uh, I reached out to Brittany um, just because, uh, obviously, as a former Fairmontite, I've uh, kind of kept up and seen what's going on, and I know the the footprint that this podcast has in that area. Um, so I just am really excited to have a conversation with her about what's happening there and her goals and 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 how we can get some things done for for the people of Fairmont. I will say this, Brittany. I don't know if you remember this, but. Uh, Probably 2016, 2017, you were having a uh, 4th of July party at your house, and I came over with Chris and Duke Bartz, and uh, I was about uh, 50 pounds heavier than I am now and sat in one of your plastic chairs, and uh, the legs gave out. So I still owe you a plastic chair for Down by the Lake, so I, I, I haven't came through on that, but uh, I'm excited to chat with you today, and uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Yes. I'm uh, excited to have some conversation with you. Yeah. So for those who don't know you outside of the little intro that I gave, uh, could you just give a brief intro of yourself to everybody? Absolutely. So um, I was uh, born and raised in Fairmont. I I left for about 10 years and went to nursing school in Minneapolis. Uh, I met my husband up there and eventually his career actually brought us back to Fairmont and, um, he works at Mayo clinic now and I actually own a dog kennel and I no longer, uh, work as a nurse anymore. Um, but I own a dog kennel here in, uh, Fairmont and we have, uh, three children, um, a 12 year old, she just turned 12 and, uh, twins that are 10 boy and girl. Very so, cool. Yeah. So, uh, one of the first things that you keyed on, and I think it's th- a thing that a lot of people do. I know, uh, you know, like my uncle moved away for a while. Obviously, I'm away. I don't know if, you know, moving back to Fairmont's ever in the cards. But I do, I you know, Fairmont, I feel like if you're from Fairmont, Fairmont's always going to hold a special place, right? And it eventually brought you back. And it's a great place to grow up and, and raise a family. So uh, was Fairmont, I mean, obviously you said your, your husband work, right, brought you guys back. But was it always kind of in the cards in the back of your mind to come back to Fairmont? Yeah, Fairmont, as you said, it's a special place. My family is all from here. And definitely having kids, it's nice to be by family. Fairmont has so much potential. It has so much opportunity. And, you know, there's just, there's, Fairmont, is it's just a special place. It has, I mean, it has, obviously it has the lakes. It has just the small town feel. There's just something to be said about that, especially with everything going on in, you know, we lived in Minneapolis and um, it's just nice to be in a community where, you know, basically, you know, saying everybody knows your name right. and, you know, you feel safe and, um, you know, the kids can get on their bikes and they can go for a ride and, you know, they can ride the school bus and the sports and everything. It's just, 
it's just a good place to be and it's nice to be close to family. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you say that the kids riding bikes, one of my best friends who actually lives down here as well, uh, Tyler Beck, he moved from California to Fairmont when we were, uh, I think he moved like fourth grade and, uh, Brandon actually lived across the street from them. And he was like, Hey, do you got a bike? And they waited for the U-Haul to show up. And Tyler's mom, Pam was freaking out cause they were just going to hit the road, just go ride bike. Uh, but you know, Tyler's dad, Randy, who's originally from there, he's like, no, it's fine, Pam. They'll be okay. Like, so it's just, it is a thing. And you know, even being out here now is I'm starting a family and, um, it's just one of those things you think about too, right? Like that's always in the back back of your your mind like the safeness of a small community too right and it, and it is a good good place and you said a, a keyword i think fairmont does have a ton of potential um i think it's a it's an incredible place to grow up i think there's a ton of opportunity there for, absolutely i will say this i think that uh i do i do appreciate you running for city council uh being a public figure and trying to take action, I, uh, public service is a thing that not a lot of people do, right? As I, I coach high school football, even out here, and it's just my way of giving back. And people don't do that, but people are always around to complain, right? So no matter what you do or don't accomplish, I just hope that you can take some kind of gratitude. Like, you did it. Uh, people won't do it. So I appreciate you for doing that. Um Touching on the potential, what's some of the potential that you see in a Fairmont? You know, my vision for Fairmont, um, you know, as as we've we've touched on already, is you know, Fairmont. You know, when when I decided to run for city council, um, I just saw so much growth and opportunity and the potential that Fairmont has. And you know, just take for instance. Um, you know, Fairmont has the airport and right. it's larger than most of the airports are in our area. And, you know, I just feel like that's an opportunity that Fairmont has that, you know, we could seize. Um, and then you think about our location and most of the time, you know, and I've touched on this many times, you ask people about Fairmont and they don't really know Fairmont. Even if you're from Mankato, people don't know what Fairmont has to offer. And, so you think you think about Fairmont being on Highway 15 and 169, and then you touch on the fact that we're on I-90 and we're not very far from Interstate 35. Um, and then you add into that once you get into Fairmont, because you don't really notice it when you're driving by. Right. And I will say that it's not a very attractive town when you're driving by because you have to kind of get into Fairmont. And when I've talked with people who have moved here and when they're considering different locations, they're like, you know, when we we considered Fairmont, you know, we didn't really understand what it all had to offer. But when you get into the community and you see everything it has to offer, it just opens up your eyes and you're like, wow, what a beautiful community. Um, you know, I mean, you, I mean, obviously we all know about the lakes, but, you know, we've got two golf courses. I mean, and people don't realize that we have three 18 hole disc golf courses right. and that's like very few actually in the world and they're all connected. Um, I mean, so the potential that we have, and it's about seizing that and, you know, uh, taking that, taking that opportunity um, and kind of putting it all together, I guess is, you know, is, is what's so, is what's so important to me, um, you know, because we got to step up and, and take that, I guess, because if we look at what's happened to Fairmont since, I mean, since you and I have been young, um, the population has just been steadily declining. Mm -hmm. And so we have to say, you know, what are we doing and why is that happening? 
And I think that that's important. And I, I guess, you know, that's one of the main reasons why I decided to get involved in city council, because I just wanted to see, is there anything that I can do um, to help make a difference? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you left and came back and then got on the city council. I think different perspectives. I mean, anybody that runs, that's great. That's like I said, I think it's awesome when people do public service, but I think it, you at least, I mean, being in Minneapolis, you've seen a different feel. And I love that you touched on the the look of Fairmont as you drive by. I mean, if you drove by an I-90, I understand we have the two exits, but you don't really see it. Um, you would think Fairmont is a, is a mile wide and there's just nothing there. I mean, because you can't see up the hill, right? And then if you drive 15, it's just all business. I mean, that's all business and industrial. And <clears throat> so it is. It is kind of a tucked away town, which is always nice. I think the biggest thing that I've always noticed people growing up, and maybe you have too, and maybe it's why you decided to run, you look at a community like Hutchinson, obviously a little bit closer to the metro area, but Hutchinson is is right around that 10,000 people mark as well. And that's always been a steadily growing community from, you know, their additions of Best Buys and Targets and, you know, like those things and, and then uh, community colleges and all that stuff. What do you think, um, I guess, what do you think needs to be added to a Fairmont to stop the people leaving, right? Like much like yourself, you left, I've left. I have plenty of friends that have left. I know a lot of people leave and and never come back, but it feels like the more and more that people leave after college or high school, whatever, it feels like a more of a retirement community, right? Which is nice. It's an old town, whatever. But what do you think Fairmont needs to start luring some of people, younger people back? So it's something that I've kind of battled with for, you know, the last three years of being on council and I have one year left. And so it's still something that I, you know, I'm constantly, you know, trying to figure out. I get stuck on it, you know, and the biggest thing that come that I come back to is change. Mm-hmm. So why is it that Fairmont seems to fight change so much? But in the last three years of, you know, me being on the council and, doing my videos and interacting with people in the community, I honestly don't think that the majority of Fairmont does not want change. I actually believe the opposite. I believe that the majority of Fairmont wants change. And I actually believe that it's a very small portion of this community that is halting change. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who they are. I don't know why they choose to do it. Um, I don't know how they do it, but I do believe that they have enough influence to do it. And they've been successful at it for the last number of years, 20 years, you know, and, but I do believe that what happens is in just in three years, I've noticed from being on the council that, I mean, take for instance, you know, I mean, the community center, Yeah, you can, you can look at the community center. I mean, you can look at, uh, rehabbing Gomsbury Park. I mean, you can look at a number of items, um, the zoning ordinance update. I mean, no matter what it is, they have figured out how to do it. And either you can put up roadblocks or you can cause stalls and delays. And so one of two things always happens with every single, every single thing that gets brought forward that has to do with change. And so what ends up happening is if, you know, a magical roadblock appears or stalls and delays happen. And then eventually people who want this 
eventually they know that they'll get tired. And what happens next? They give up. Mm -hmm. So if you stall and delay it long enough, people give up. And after you get people that are involved and involved and involved, and I've seen it. I mean, when I first started on council, I had so many young people reach out to me and be like, yeah, Brittany, I want to, I want to get involved. I want to help. I want to do this. You know, let's, let's work on A, B, C, D, and E. And for the first year, yep, they were reaching out to me. We're communicating back and forth. And guess what? After the first year and a half, they've, they've fallen off the map because nothing happens. And I think that that's what's happened in Fairmont is that change doesn't occur. But I don't believe it's because the majority of Fairmont doesn't want change. I believe that the majority of Fairmont does. It's just that whoever is in this small group of people have been so successful at controlling this community and stopping change, growth, and opportunity for whatever reason it may be, they're winning. Absolutely. It's funny, uh, you know, uh, that was one of the things I wrote down was a question is, why do you think people fear change in Fairmont? And I think you're probably right that most people don't. Most people do want to see the community grow and thrive, right? I mean, you just look at the school. I mean, it's a beautiful school. Athletics are always towards the top statewide. I know there's not a ton of, like, state titles to prove it, but Fairmont is always competing in state tournaments, right, in everything. Um, And so it's a good place. I don't – obviously, I don't have a ton of answers, or I just – I'm just excited to have this conversation with you today because I feel like we're really like-minded and truly I do care about the community of Fairmont. I just knew for me to grow as a person, I had to, I had to leave for a while. Right. And so I'm here in, in the sun and you guys are having a blizzard, but that's fine. That's fun. Um, so I mean, I look, always looked at a community like Jackson, right? Another, I mean, really a lot of people, work in Jackson, live in Fairmont, Um, you know, another community that seems to thrive in athletics as well. It's a little bit smaller community, but Jackson seems to always draw in manufacturing plants, right? And that was always a thing that I could never understand why Fairmont could not draw and land those. And to me, it seems like such, I mean, when a manufacturing plant comes to town, and especially I worked for Fastenal for a long time when I lived in Fairmont, and part of the territory was in Iowa and you go into rural Iowa and every small community has a manufacturing plant of some kind. And that brings so many levels of jobs that I feel like are so important to a rural community. You obviously have manufacturing workers, right? So you have, you have, you have people, you know, low skill, right? Whatever, however you want to say it, not downing anybody, but you have manufacturing floor jobs and you work your way up. There's, Obviously, you know, office level, you have salespeople, you have marketing teams, and then you have your upper level. Like a manufacturing facility brings such good, I mean, just such a good flux of jobs to a community. And, you know, obviously, like railway motors was a thing once. I think, you know, my grandpa, I know Duke still does, but that's not really a thing anymore. Waytronics is really the only one I feel. You have Fairmont Foods, but. What do you think that is or, or why maybe you've seen some stuff on city council? Why do you think that those places skip over Fairmont? Because you touched on a good thing. The airport, when those people fly in to look to a spot, they have to fly into Fairmont because it's the only airport big enough to land their private jets. And so they have to land in Fairmont and then leave Fairmont to go find a spot to build these places. It's just been something that's always blown my mind. So why do you think 
that is, or what do you think that holdup has been in, in your in your three years? Maybe you've seen it, or maybe you've heard things in, in there. I mean, I'm just curious. Well, you're you're touching on you're touching on so many points that I have tried to get answers to because you're exactly right. I mean, people fly into the Fairmont Airport and drive to Agco. Right. Um, you know why why is Hitchcock you know choose to go to Jackson? Why did C and B choose to go to Jackson? You know, I mean, there's so many questions and it's not for lack of land in Fairmont. hundred I mean, percent. We've got plenty of shovel ready land. And, you know, I mean, there's, you know, a lot of things that happen in the city that I don't can't say that I necessarily agree with. Um, but there are decisions that have been made. But when it comes to opportunity in Fairmont, we have shovel ready property. And but for some reason, they choose not to come here. And why that is, I can't get an answer to it. Um, you know, I mean, you know, we need housing, right. we need daycare, you know, I mean, Lakeview, uh, Methodist nursing home has, uh, has the uh, space already built out for a hundred or 99 extra daycare spots. We just need to finish it, you know, and, um, it's about, it's about collaborating and working together to do those things because we can't, you can't bring in a manufacturing job if you don't have daycare Correct. and if you don't have housing, well, you know, there are solutions for housing and there are solutions for daycares. But if we don't put our minds together and start working together instead of working apart, right? none of that's going to happen. And so, but you know what? I can't say that. Does Jackson have the housing and the daycare? So I don't really know what the answer is because if one thing, one thing I've learned for sure being in city politics is that it's definitely a lot more complex for and sure. there's a lot of moving pieces um, than I would have ever imagined. But I do believe that it's about working together and taking those opportunities. Like, you know, we need daycare. We should be doing whatever it takes to get that spot completed at Lakeview right. for those 99 daycare spots. You know, for example, Lakeview also has the other side of the nursing home that is, is not being used. Can that be flipped into industrial style apartments? Right. That opens a lot of housing. You right. know, I mean, the mall has been sitting empty. What can be done with the mall? I mean, if you look all over the nation, these kinds of things are being flipped into apartments and different uses into these buildings instead of letting them sit empty. Right. You know, what kind of things are we doing in Fairmont? And to be, you know, to be frank, you know, I just don't see a whole lot of these opportunities being taken. And those are the questions that that come to mind. I mean, I don't necessarily can't say that they're happening in Jackson because I don't know, right. but I do see, you know, a lot of manufacturing jobs, choosing to go elsewhere. I don't know. I don't know the answer to tell you the truth, but they are good questions. Yeah. And I, I figured he didn't have an answer for me. I just, it's always just been one thing, you know, that you've seen. And then like, you know, like the beautiful buildings that do go up, you know, <clears throat> CNB and the Hitchcock building in Jackson. And I understand yeah, I'm sure people from Spirit Lake and obviously all the rural communities surrounding and I think you're also onto something that I think, you know, when they come in, they don't care about housing because there's now there's a new job for somebody. Right. Um, so I, but I just have always thought that to be so interesting because I know like <clears throat> Fairmont is the um, it's an emergency landing spot. So and I remember like, you know, uh, people would freak out when like Tony Stewart would fly into town. Right. To go over to Jackson to the racetrack there. Right. But it's just all those things. And so, you know, that those people, they literally they have to go out of their way now to leave Fairmont. Like they're there. Their trip could be so much faster. So I don't know. I mean, I think 
I've seen things in the past. Uh, I moved from Fairmont uh, just over three years ago now. And uh, I think the biggest fear is anytime somebody talks about a little bit of a tax increase, which is, I understand that not we, I understand taxes. I get how it works and nobody wants to pay taxes, but the half a percent on your added sales tax, you'll never notice. I, I promise. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't notice the difference. Right. Um, and I think every time a referendum or something like that comes up, it's so wild to me to see the city of Fairmont always knock those down. And then I look at, cause I was the head coach at Grenada Truman for a long time. And when they would put a referendum out, they would pass it right away because the farmers in those areas would vote yes and be all about it because if those schools close, then guess where that goes to Fairmont. Now the tax dollar per acre is higher, right? So it just it's just a crazy thing to me to see everybody shut it down. And I understand that's a lot of the elderly people. And I think there's a huge influx in Fairmont. And one thing I wanted to talk about is the community center because I think that is important. That's another drawing aspect, right? <clears throat> especially when you're talking about bringing businesses in, bringing people back to the community. Um, why do you think there's been such an opposition to the community center? And that's question one. And question two, if there was a tax rate applied to that, to bring that here, do you know what that was? So there was, in 2016, um, there was on the ballot uh Obviously, there was to uh, have a have a sales tax increase, and that passed. Um, there's there's questions about how that money should be spent. Um, when it comes to the community center, I believe it's because the the problem that people have with it is because there's so much false information out there, mm -hmm. and you're 100 right when you talk about taxes. Taxes scare people. And in Fairmont, we do have a larger um, population of people that are, you know, on fixed incomes, they're retired. And so when you start talking about, you know, things that are going to change their budget, it scares them. And right. I understand that 100%. Um, but again, this comes back to the false information because the community center actually is something of almost a, an anomaly because it's going to be 100% paid for without increasing anybody's taxes. So the sales tax money actually is from people when they purchase things. And it's not just people from Fairmont. This is anybody who can, comes to our community and we're collecting it. And we're actually, we were supposed to collect $600,000 a year, but now we're collecting almost a million dollars a year or even a little bit more than that because um, legislature changed it. And so now when people do online shopping, we're actually collecting off of that as well. So it, it's wherever you purchase the item. So like if you buy from Amazon, that sales tax now goes back to your community. That's why we're collecting actually at a higher rate. Wow. But people, but people are under the assumption that their taxes are going to go up to pay for this building. But the bill that that is not true. Um, so the sales tax money is going to pay for a portion of it. And then the foundation has been tasked with, and they're doing a great job of raising funds to pay for um, the, the rest of it. Um, and when the building gets built with the new market tax credits, it'll be 100% paid for. So there will be no debt on the building. And that, as I said, is almost unheard of. Absolutely. So it our, is. Yes. And so our current um, administrator, um, he's our interim uh, even he said, like, this is his second 
this will be his third community center that he's been um, involved in. Even he has stated, you know, that it's just not what you have ever seen because you build these buildings and there's debt with them. Right. Um, and so it's a great opportunity for Fairmont, you know, and you did, you did talk about, you know, it'll bring people to Fairmont. I don't believe that it's going to bring, you know, people aren't going to say, Oh my gosh, you know, Fairmont has a community center. I'm moving to Fairmont. Right. But I do think you're right. When you, when people will say, you know, I'm looking at taking a new position at Mayo clinic as a physician or as a nurse or as kitchen staff, whatever, what do you guys have in your community? Do you have a community center? And when administration or their manager says, actually, yeah, we do have a community center, you know, and actually it's right across the street. We can take you on a tour of it, you know, and because I believe times have changed when you and I were younger, um, you know, parents didn't go to every sporting event. They didn't travel to go out of town games because, it, it costs so much more money and things were just different. Like we lived in the country and we spent a ton of time at my grandparents' house. Right. You know, if you forgot milk at the grocery store, you weren't driving back to town to get it. Well, nowadays you drive to Fairmont to and from your farm all the time, multiple times a day. And parents go to all of the out of town games and you do so much more thing, so many more things as a family. And so community centers are an important, uh, vital part of a family, I believe, because people are looking for things to do as a family. And that's why I believe that the community center will be so important. And I also believe it's important because it's, it's, there's so many factors that go into a community center and it's not about just being a gym and swim, right? It's going to be about people that are, that are, um, you know, it'll, it'll have things for people that are in their eighties and their seventies. It'll have people that are looking to connect when they move to our community to meet friends. That's one of the main things that I hear about, um, people who will move to this community and they'll say, it's hard to break the friendships and break things because it's such a tight knit community. And they'll say, I'm just so looking forward to the community center opening because that's where I've always met people when I've had to move. So like if it's a pastor that's moving into, into your community because they move around frequently or other people that have those kind of jobs, they say that that's what's important for a community center. That's where they meet and bond with people. Or, uh, you know, say if somebody's widowed, it can be a place where they can go and do uh, different kinds of activities and see children and just socialize or have meals and educational programs and it it's just going to have so many generational, multi-generational impacts. And it's not just about being a gym and swim. And, you know, being a nurse, that's the mental and physical um, aspects are just so important. And I don't think that you'll see people complaining about it once it's open. And right. so, you know, it's, it's about uh, cleaning up all of that misinformation that's out there. Yeah. No, I think it's. It, you bring up some good points. And, you know, now when I go home, I go to Okaboji for 12 days every summer. My dad has a condo down there now. That's just where we go to. My girlfriend's from the Four Corners part of New Mexico. When we went to Okaboji once, she fell in love with it. Easy to do, right? Um, but I look at a community like that. What's the difference between Spirit Lake and Fairmont? Obviously, a little bit more shoreline. But the ultimate difference is, is that they have done and invested in things in their community and you get off the main drag guess what there's a ymca in spirit lake they have all these things for the people i understand that that is a ghost town in the winter time right labor day comes the the town rolls up it does but that's 45 minutes away and i think 
I still I you touched on something earlier where you said majority of the people in Fairmont are in fixed income or low income. As somebody who was probably in that category growing up, um, we would take small trips as vacations, right? Um, you know, Okaboji has like Bridges Bay now where they have the indoor water park. So I know people from Fairmont that go down there, right? They take their kids there. People would come from other communities to go use, right? And then, you know, maybe they like Elegant, whatever it is, but they would come and spend time in our community because it's a place they can go and get away for a weekend and go swim at the indoor YMCA, whatever. And I know that they're talking about building an ice rink in there and all the things that that would draw. I just don't know how somebody can truly sit back and listen to this or things that you've said and be like, that's a terrible idea. Why would we want that in our community? I just, it blows my mind. And I know that, and this is Ben Senf talking. This is not Brittany Quickie talking. I know that there's an idiot that runs a Facebook page in Fairmont and he's going to probably get a hold of this and he's going to post it. And that's great. And that'll do good things for us because more people will listen. But it's people like that guy that are ruining everything because he rounds up let's say 500 people and then they tell everybody they know as they're sitting, right? It's just, but if you just truly sit back, I don't know how you can say, Oh, this is a terrible thing. This is a terrible thing. Like I just don't understand how that I, you know, I was, I was gone when it started popping up. Uh, I think maybe at the beginning, uh, you know, there were some ideas of it, but once it started going, I was out of town and now to come back and see the things, it's just like, why wouldn't Fairmont have something like that? And you, you know, you touched on the mall. The mall, just what's in the mall now? I mean, I, I have no idea. The post office still in there. Anytime fitness is gone, I noticed that when I was home last summer. So Dollar Tree, I mean, what is in the mall? And we just have that space sitting empty. And it's like people are so okay with that and things leaving. That why I just don't understand why they would be like, yeah, something coming into town would be terrible. That's just mind blowing. And I would love to know if you'd like to share some of the things or some of the concerns that people have said to you. Why do they think? I mean, why does somebody actually think? Because, I mean, you seem like a really uh, uh, open person, right? I think you're very open to ideas and discussion. Obviously, you're doing this. Um, so why? what have people reached out to you and said, you know, this is why I don't think it'd be a good idea. Um, you know, it, it really comes down to basically a couple things, um, mainly because they're worried about the taxes. And the other one is, is because their argument is that it's going to close. It's not going to be successful. Um, and both of them, you know, I always explain that it's not going to raise their taxes because it's going to be paid for. Right. And um, the other one is, is because they um, say that they don't want the city of Fairmont to run it. Well, the city of Fairmont isn't going to run it because the foundation and the YMCA are going to be partnering on that. Um, and the other one is, is that they say that it's going to close. Uh, I don't, I don't agree with that. They're going to have a long-term um, contract relationship and I just don't know how it's not going to succeed. Right. It's going to succeed because, you know, Fairmont needs things for people to do, families to do. Uh, like I said, people of all ages, and this is going to be successful and it's going to draw people from different areas. And I just don't know how it's not going to be successful just for 
everything that it has to offer, not just the gym and swim aspects. And it's just going to be a great asset to the city of Fairmont. And I guess that's all I can really say about that. I, yeah, I think you know, those are ultimately the only arguments that people have against it. And that's a hilarious argument that they don't want it because it's going to close. Then we should never open anything up in Fairmont again. And you know what? Let's just board up the town and everybody move back to Welcome or Ceylon, wherever you want to go. I, I mean, that's a hilarious thing that people, well, it's just going to close. I mean, the aquatic park is still open, right? I mean, that opened in, what, 2000? I was a child, and that's still rolling. Uh, it's probably not as popular as it is, but whatever. I mean, that's just so crazy to think. I mean, such a closed mindset, and I understand that that's a big part of rural communities, right? Closed mindsets. But that is the ultimate closed mindset. We don't want it because we think it's going to close. And that's, that's just truly sad to hear. Um I mean, it just, it's such a hit, it's such a hinge on, on the, that community. Um, what, uh, let's see, there's a ton of, uh, this is one that I sent to you. There's a ton of division in Fairmont, I think over this and some other things, right? Do you think, and you don't have to answer it like this, but what do you think happened? What do you think happened and caused all that? And do you think, I mean, COVID city council meetings were crazy, right? Or right before COVID, um, I mean, it was a spectacle, uh, when, when the city council would go live, what do you think caused all this division in Fairmont? I mean, it's, maybe it's always been there. I don't know, but I think maybe since I started paying attention a little bit more, it just seems like there's, there's not a lot of people willing to work together for the good. I feel like you could watch a city council meeting and you could tell who's like really out to just stall this thing out. Um, why do you think, or what do you think caused that? Or maybe you don't, maybe you don't know, but maybe you have some experience in your three years of seeing, you know, what the differences is between everybody and their lack of willingness to work together. Um, <laughs> I think that's a tough question. Yeah. You know, I think, um, every single person that's been on council since I've been on, on there for the last three years would have a different answer. Um, you know, obviously everybody has different personalities and everybody I think spends a different amount of time investing. Mm -hmm. Um, and everybody has a different opinion of what they would like to see. Um, just like I was saying, you know, some people want to see change. Some people don't want to see change. Some people, um, want the status quo. Some people don't, um, I would, I would characterize myself as probably, you know, wanting to see that change, wanting to seize that potential, um, and being more aggressive at it. Um, you know, so I think it comes down to personality and I just think times are changing and it's just whether or not, you know, people are on board with that. Right. No, I agree with you. I just, I I mean, it just seems like, uh, and I hope that, uh, people do, I know you said there was a lot of peop- young people that reached out right right when you got on and then they all kind of disappeared because nothing changed. But I hope that those people do find a way to possibly give their time, right? Uh, whether it's in your, you know, I, I know I think Fairmont City Council's broke up by wards, right? Um, and so I think people should run for office if you want to see change because that's, that's how you get it done. Um, I think that there has been some some good turnover. And I think turnover in a local city is, government is good too, right? Uh, much like probably for all government, you know, bring different ideas to the table and, and keep the wheel turning. Um, you kind of touched on it at the beginning. But one thing now that we've kind of had the full conversation here, 
what do you see as your ultimate vision going forward for Fairmont in your let's you have you said you have a year left, correct, on council. So in your next year, what do you hope to really accomplish with that last year? You know, I, you know, it's hard because if, if I've learned one thing, um, so I'm, I'm a type A personality and I usually, when I put my mind to something, I like to see it happen. Yeah. Um, the, the hardest thing for me, I think, uh, being on council has been that nothing happens fast mm-hmm. and, um, you know, people come to me and, you know, I get a lot of people that come to me, you know, they call me, they text me, they stop me at the grocery store. And, and when, when they bring me a problem or they bring me a question, I want to help them. Um, but you know, the wheels of government, as you just said, they just, they don't, they don't move very fast. And whether that be for a legal reason, whether it be for a financial reason, whether it be for, you know, it's because of this code, um, you know, there, it just doesn't happen as fast as you want it to be. Um, you know, I've really been trying to focus my whole, for the last three years, I've really tried to focus on, you know, economic development. I want to see growth. I want to see change. And, and I have been trying to focus on those things that you touched on earlier. Why are people not choosing Fairmont? Right. And, you know, so I'm always trying to, you know, look for different grants, look for different opportunities. You know, what can we do for housing? What can we be doing for daycare? Um, so I'm always working, trying to work behind the scenes and see see what what can we make happen. Um, you know, if anything, I just really want to see this community center come to um, be a reality because, you know, I've worked hard on it for the last three years. Sure. Uh, I believe in it. I think that it'll be a great asset for the city of Fairmont. And, you know, not very many things that I've worked on have come to be a reality as sad as it is. Um, It doesn't mean that I'm going to give up or I'm going to not work as hard or anything like that. But um, I really believe in the community center and I I know it's going to be a great thing for Fairmont. So I that that would be what I would like to see in in my last year. Absolutely. I think that'd be awesome. And I think it isn't like, you know, you kind of touched on it, too. it's just crazy to see how kind of slow moving everything is, right? Like everything, it seems, all levels. Um, but what I don't know if the city of Fairmont keeps stats like this or if you do. Do you know, like, um, is there a way to tell or does the city council have numbers or stats? Like, has there been a growth in jobs or into the community or decline in jobs into the community in the last four years? Or is that is that knowledge not really out there? Um, you know, I think the I think it's out there. My guess would be that basically everything's kind of been on a decline. I mean, we put out, you know, um, like permit requests and all of that um, as a quarterly. Um, you know, we, we're not seeing much growth as a, at, a, at a city level, um, you know, for, you know, we kind of gauge it on uh, like permit requests. So like for houses or commercial or industry. Um, and so, you know, if we were seeing people move into the community, you would be looking for that stuff to be going up. I mean, house sales, you know, during the summer and stuff, I mean, houses get on the market, they sell right away. Um, but I don't necessarily know that that means people are moving in because when you look at population, it's declining. And so if, if, if jobs were filling, 
they would be, um, we would be seeing people move in. Um, you know, and when you, when you go around town, I mean, I think, uh, there on Indeed, I think it was like within just a short distance surrounding Fairmont, I think there were like 4,000 jobs open. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. And I, and I think that's important. I would like, yeah, it is funny to see how fast, I mean, especially lake homes go right, but they're not building more lake homes. Uh, I guess I wish they would. There's a there's a certain part of Sisseton Lake that's pretty undeveloped that I think would be a huge boost in the economy to Fairmont if if we could build a road back there. And um, does the do you know does the city own all that through the bike trail all that area? That is city owned. The day farm is city owned. Um, there's farmland um, that's city owned behind it as well, but then the farmland on the uh, farther West is obviously privately owned, but has there ever been talks of partitioning that out or, you know, maybe adding a few things on the lake and other restaurant. I know people don't love competition. My dad was a restaurant owner for a long time in Fairmont. Uh, but I think, you know, competition is good. Um, it doesn't hurt to have more options for places to eat, but is that something that the city ever looks at is kind of taking that and partition that up and, and maybe, you know, adding a few more things to the city of Fairmont around the thing that everybody loves, which is the lakes. Absolutely. So it's definitely been discussed um, because it is, you know, as you alluded to, there is, we're not making any more um, lake property. Um, obviously we have Cedar Creek park, um, which, you know, obviously needs to stay a park. Um, but the day farm is about one of our last uh, properties that does does have opportunity and it has been discussed. They've talked about turning it into um, a city owned campground or a privately owned campground. Um, but there also is a property on the Northwest side of George Lake that, um, that there's a discussion regarding a privately owned campground. That's going to um, potentially have a bar and restaurant um, there as well. Um, so, you know, it's a touchy subject. Again, it comes yeah. down to change. Um you know, but I definitely think that there's opportunity there and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, again, it's a touchy subject, but mm. I can tell you that it's been, it's been discussed, it's been yeah. discussed at city council meetings. And, um, I think, I think that there's ways to do it, but it definitely needs to be thought out with uh city input. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. I just, you know, you just look at different areas and, and things that different places have. And, and you said it right away. There's a ton of potential. Fairmont has a ton of potential and it really does. You look at Fairmont. I think a lot of people that do want growth, they do kind of compare it to a spirit Lake Okaboji, which again, I understand that the, the shoreline is, is 10 times what Fairmont is. I understand that. And there's a lot more tax dollars coming in on those homes. I understand all that, but it doesn't hurt to add. Um, I do. Uh, I, one quick question. I mean, before you, we wrap up here and I so thankful for the conversation because it has been great and so thankful for your time, but what has been uh, your most rewarding thing uh, for you since running for office? Um, I would definitely say the people. Yeah. Relationships. Um, I think that's a pretty normal answer for most people, but I guess when I look a little bit deeper than that, it's actually getting to understand, you know, city government, yeah. how it works and how complex it is. Um, there was a lot more to it than I guess I ever imagined. 
um, understanding city finances. And I can tell you right now that I've been doing this for three years and I still make a mistake or 10 at every single meeting. Right. And I still don't know what I'm doing, but I'm learning and um, I enjoy it. I enjoy trying to help people. I enjoy trying to help the city. I enjoy trying to, you know, help save people money on their taxes. I enjoy, I guess I enjoy what I'm doing. Um, and yeah, I guess it's just the learning about it and, you know, the boards and the commissions and how many layers there are to everything. Right. And, um, so I guess I would say that that, you know, that it's it's just learning about the complexity and learning about city finances and government in general. Absolutely. About the people, about the people as well. I've I've met, you know, I mean, you know, you live in a small town and you know a lot of people. Yeah. But when you're when you're on city government, you get to know a lot more people. Yeah. So and people want to talk to you. Yeah. It's not absolutely. always good, but you always listen. Yeah. No, I suppose your trips down the aisles at Hy-Vee have certainly changed since you uh, <laughs> since you got on city council. Well, Brittany, I thank you so much for your time. Uh, I said it at the beginning. I think any public service is great. And uh, I, I know people will give you a hard time. I get it. Obviously, I, like I said, I coach and it's, it's very similar, right? People are never going to agree, but they're never going to line up to do your job either. So, um, if you take anything away from this, just know that people do appreciate what you do. Uh, obviously, far and wide, I'm 2,000 miles away, and I'm very appreciative of what you're doing for our hometown. Uh, but just, I think, you know, just keep fighting the good fight. And I really hope, and I'm glad you that you, you sat down to do this with me. Like I said, I know the footprint that this podcast has, especially in Fairmont and Martin County, and I hope that people listen to this and and, and do kind of find a little bit different perspective, but if somebody was to want to reach out and maybe help or get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, the best way <clears throat> is to do it by telephone, uh, just to call me. And my phone number is um, 952-210-1431. Perfect. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, it's been a blast. I, 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 I do think good things are coming and I hope more people like you get on the board and I, I hope your ideas take off because like I said, I, I just think you do truly have Fairmont's best intentions at hand and I hope that you see them come to fruition. So thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, appreciate you all for listening at home, wherever that may be. Uh, please like comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, rate five stars, subscribe again, all that fun stuff. Be good everybody. Some more